0: that are foreign to the physical well-being of
1: our body. A new study by Pew Research reveals 4 in 10 adults believe that we are living in the end
0: times, but who's saying? I can. Icon allegedly worked and maintained relationships with high-ranking Nazi officials in Vichy, France during the war. Do you know where? ...Nation. Rome has always been a pagan state where divination by the serpent is sought and practiced. The headquarters of the pagan papal Roman church is the Vatican. The Vatican has been a shrine for Satan worship for over 3,000 years. From high atop the Rocky Mountains, it's the Barbarian Prophet. Welcome back, Barbarian Nation. Yeah, you were hearing some bizarre stuff before the show gets started because that's just scrolling through my everyday I want to welcome you to a show called The 5150 Show. And on The Barbarian Prophet, we have today Michael Bingle Davis. Just Mike Bingle Davis. or we calling the MBD? It's just, we just do things like that. But you know, one of the reasons we call this The 5150 Show is because that deals with crazy people and crazy things. And one of the things that Mike and I have been talking a lot about lately is... Uh, all of the things that we have on our feed through our computers, uh, through our telephones, through anytime you're around your telephone and you're talking, like I'm talking about motorcycles, specific kind of motorcycles, and the next thing I know, I have advertisement for that on my phone. Or the next thing I know, if uh, if I keep my phone in while I'm preaching, I will start having all of the sermon-type things start popping up for that on my Facebook feed, etc., and it only connects me with people that talk about what I'm interested in. So welcome back, Mike. Thank I'm you. so glad that you are back, and um, we're going to be looking at doing these uh, uh, at least a couple times a month. We need to take a look at some of this bizarre stuff you and I talk about, but oh, we were right. talking about how people's attention – is being grabbed by the computer, but even more so. So let me let you open up with a few things. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he looks <laughs> around like, what, are you talking to me? i your
1: regular intro. So oh, no, no. no. That. But uh, yeah, I mean, um, some of the things we were talking about that kind of started this off was the discussion about how, you know, if any of you have kids, how the, uh, the next generation or the kids that are growing up these days seemingly have absolutely no attention span whatsoever, no ability to sit back and actually engage in conversation.
0: You know, they used to say back in the 70s, that what, well, uh, back pre-1970, they said we had an attention span of about 40 minutes. Mm. And then in the 1970s, it dwindled all the way down to about 15 minutes. And that was largely due to the TV because they would uh, do commercials every 15 minutes. Now that is diminished even more, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what the Advent of streaming, right? So that jump again. um, You know, at our house, we, you know, I have two kids and uh, we do not, have cable tv so when they first saw commercials they were sort of surprised uh one they said you know let's uh i don't want to watch this this particular show and uh it, you know i had to explain that you gotta pick something off this list they set up the list you get to watch whatever happens to be on there you don't get to pick
0: right so so they had never ever seen a show with commercials
1: no and then when a commercial came on they wanted to you know, what is this?
0: Wow. I yeah. never even gave that any concept that that's when my daughter I was I've never even younger. asked, uh, Trent, my grandson, if he has ever watched a commercial, yeah. I've never thought about this.
1: And you say, you know what their response was, you know, I don't want to watch this show. I want to watch, you know, this other show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you have to explain to him that you can't, that you're forced to watch whatever happens to be on. And then when the commercials come on, they want to skip, Right. Yeah, but you can't skip. You're forced to watch these. They're going to try and sell you stuff. Right. And so, you know, in some of the reading I've done, as far as indoctrinating people, right through right. television, with the attention span kind of, like you were saying, contracting.
0: Absolutely.
1: Television's referred to as programming.
0: Yeah. Well, it's programming for a reason. It's programming your brain. Right. And, uh, you know, I'll take that scripturally and say, Paul warns us and tells us in Romans 12:2, you know, have a you know, you need to program your brain for lack of a better way of saying it, but he says have a renewing of your mind. But it's make sure what is going into it is putting it in the right direction. Yeah. Okay, so let's go on with this. This is this is a good topic.
1: Well, and you have to remember too that during that, you know, during the time where television was king, or whatever you want to refer to it as the age of television. Um, you know, uh, the programmers that were designing these commercials and things like that, where that was just the early set on of onset of um, target audiences, right? Figuring out what is it that people like, what do they want to see? What do they not want to see? What's going to make them buy our products versus not, Right, right, and and so they were at the whims of the public at that point.
0: Right, right, because they were experimenting. They were looking at what colors are you attracted to. They were looking at. I mean, that's why color TV became so so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, even what sound four hundred and thirty two megahertz is acceptable, and four hundred and sixty eight megahertz makes people a little bit insane. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean they, they've got this down to a science, man. I mean, even to the tone in which they talk to you on the radio right. or the tone in which they talk to you in a school system. I mean, have they they've shortened some of the classes the kids have nowadays. Right.
1: But let's stay let's stay in the television
0: age first. Yeah, let's stay in the television I mean, age.
1: You bring up a good point with sound, you know, when you hear that emergency broadcasts signal, you know, that's right? that's immediate. Everybody knows yep like something bad's happened, yep that is very uh alarming a crisis has yeah. occurred somehow um, but you know at that particular time, I mean even during my lifetime with with the leap from you know programming in a sense where they tried their best to hook people by finding what they want, and then sort of people would have to conform to that it's evolved into the streaming stage and that major jump it was a shift in power right so you know the media or the advertiser or whatever program was on did have some influence right 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 and so you'd watch sitcoms situational comedies you'd watch dramas you'd see how people react and that was your insight as far as how how a person reacts to other people what's socially acceptable Right. You know, what can I do? What can't I do? Everything was more
0: reserved. Right. Well, you look at <clears throat> comedy from the 1960s and 70s are as totally unacceptable today. Right. I mean, George Jefferson, not acceptable. Right. You know, uh, All in the Family, not acceptable. Uh, Different Strokes, not acceptable. I mean, it's endless in what is not acceptable today that at one point we had no problem with. We found it humor.
1: And, it, yeah, you bring up a good point because in that in that respect, we're actually losing our ability to find humor in the things that are causing the most problems today.
0: Oh, yeah. We right? take immediate offense. I was talking to you about a joke I said. Yeah. And uh, somebody took offense to it. It had nothing to do with them. Right. But it suddenly became something to do with them. Right. You know, and it ha- that happens all the time. I mean, uh, and we see this affecting even church from the programming coming from television or how we're getting other things. So we're we're moving along. You've got us into the 1970s and 80s. So yes. now where are we at?
1: Well, and, you know, to bring kind of church into it also, you know, at that particular time in my life, I'm, I was – with my family, uh we were just kind of searchers, I guess, so we were kind of going between things and hadn't really set up an established church or a place that we would go to and so we went to different places to check different things out, right but you know um the church itself sort of uh trying to think about what I was trying to get at here uh during that time was more regimented, right. Right. So, you know, in coming to Casper here, it was, you know, on the throwback, this is going to bring me to the 90s, which still is the
0: television age. It wasn't right. streaming quite yet. Right, the Computers were. Not, you know, not available yet. Well, they, they were, were kind of, but not real super common.
1: Right when the Internet started. Right. You know, it was right around that time. Yeah. Late 90s, I Late
0: think. Late 90s. Yeah, that's for sure because I was working in a plant and I remember they used to have us play games on a computer. And this was through the early 90s uh, because to learn how to run the computer better. Right. And I mean, that little old fashioned thing that we were doing, um, I mean, we're, we're so far beyond that now, it's ridiculous. You'd have
1: monochrome mo- monitors, you know, right. with orange. Well, and or you green. had floppy disks. Right. And now yeah. we don't even have discs. Yeah, But, you know, church at that time, you know, at, at that particular time, just prior to the onset of the Internet was when I just started going to uh, First Lutheran Church where I grew up. And I remember it being very regimented. Right. Uh, if you're an acolyte, you'd, you'd be required to serve a couple number of hours before confirmation. It was uh, twice a week, you know, two hours, two hours a session.
0: I'm I'm seeing the light of your suggestions. I'm just well, kidding. <laughs> well, in, in I a don't way, think we it, can do it today.
1: I don't think so either. And it's kind of I don't, irritating.
0: The, the kids are not. You know, they're they're not there. But no. let's go back. Let's stick with the '90s.
1: Well, yeah, and, and so you know, when I was acolyting, you'd be in lockstep. You'd wear your robes. The robes were tied to match. Um, you would. There would be two of us. You'd be at it. It was like mili- it was like serving the mil- in the military is what I would think of it as.
0: That's fair enough.
1: And, you know, your shoes were immaculate, whatever. You know, everything was
0: um, And everybody dressed scheduled. for church.
1: Absolutely. You know, just out of respect.
0: Right. right? And so... Self-respect. Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. That's a very good point. Um, but at that time, there was no real way of communicating between different countries or different, even different cities because you're still relying on local news, local news still had, I don't know if the 24 hour news cycle was
0: established at that point. No, the new that, that does not happen until quite a bit down the road.
1: So we're right on the cusp of the internet, you know? So with the, with the internet coming up and coming on board, uh, that's when you start to see people getting exposed to other types of, of, uh, lifestyles, other things, other people, whatever, you know? So it's still in its infancy. And, uh, for the meantime, while that transition's occurring, while we're figuring out what we can do with those machines, uh, we still have TV, we still have regular media, we still have well, newspapers, phone books, right, regular phones. Um, but then all of a sudden, we slingshot into the current state of things, and we've been there for
0: a while. So. Oh yeah, yeah. We're, we're uh, advancement now happens so rapidly; it doesn't even feel like advancement, right. I mean, by the time you get the latest telephone, then what has happened is the next telephone's already out. Exactly. It's already prepared. Yeah. Uh, you know, they are uh, advancing us so fast in, in humanity that humanity's brain is not catching up. And, yeah. um, you know, they always say, well, you're just an old guy, and so you – you don't know this new stuff, but the truth of the matter is, is that you're trying to keep up, but we have a different learning curve where we actually learn to hold on to something. And the current generation does not hold on to anything. Which diminishes value. Which diminishes even uh, human value of how they look at another human being, because I don't have anything invested in you moving on.
1: Right. Right. I mean,
0: that's what we see that with the riots and breaking in and stealing stuff and on and on. It's acceptable
1: exactly, exactly. And you're able to reach across these these what would be considered societal norms in certain spots of the country or certain places that are kind of now infiltrating into everywhere right. rather than being isolated,
0: right. So as we go along with this, Mike, when where we are at today, is it's not even a normal person giving us the information. Yeah, Everything well, I played for you at the start of this show was all done with AI. It. Oh, okay. With AI. Everything that I had at the first start of the show, if you go back and listen to it, it's all AI. Uh, there's one news report on there with uh, uh, that only four out of ten people believe in the return of Christ. Uh, that shows about a 40% where if you would have hit that up, let's say 30 years ago, uh, that the belief was more like 70% that there would be a, a return of Christ. I don't have that exact number sitting in front of me, but we have watched that greatly diminish too because just belief system itself has started to collapse.
1: Right. And kind of that, uh, that contraction you were talking about of you know attention spans. So, you know, with the television you basically had that amount of time, right? And the service providers would allow people to buy advertising slots. Well, now when you buy or you have advertising, it's the inverse of what it was before. It's not it's not as much reliant on somebody actually putting together a poll or something like that. It's all collected Based off of either what you're saying around your phone, or what you're doing in your home, right, or what you're clicking on on your machines. Yep,
0: what you got Amazon looking up for you.
1: Yeah, whatever. And it'll and you know they will cater whatever pops on your screen to what you what they've already determined your particular type is.
0: Right, and right. the easiest way to tell them I don't want that anymore is to click No longer see this ad. Why? already purchased they won't hit you with any more of those because you've already bought it i didn't think i've of that, tested yeah. that yeah yeah and uh, then if you start looking it up again they really flood you <laughs> so uh
1: <laughs> well and it's kind of scary that way i mean what what essentially is happening is i'll bring my kids back into it you know because they're the ones that are growing up and there's there's others but they're the ones that are growing up without knowledge uh, t- of a time where you weren't in control.
0: Right, absolutely. They're, well, they're growing up in a time, uh, well, we're, that's uh, the last generation. They're Generation Alpha. Yeah. They're the Generation Alpha. They are not Generation Z. Generation Z was a lot to see the last of things. Yeah. yeah okay, I that, yeah. and that that's why they're um, – what is kind of funny with Generation Z that always makes me laugh is they think they're discovering new things all the time and it's stuff that we've had around forever and we're like, what do you mean? That's, that's always existed. Right. But the other part of this is, is that when you go back to the Generation X and you go back to the, I'm the first of Generation X. I'm the last. And you're the last. We had a different spin on the world. I mean, you could get into an argument or a fist fight and you didn't have 50 people filming it and posting it, so you went to prison, you know? (laughs) Right. Not only that, is even your meltdowns. Yeah, Nothing you have is private anymore. Nothing you have is an argument between you and a friend. Nothing you have is uh, even uh, uh, we had an incident where there was a, uh, and i I'm, I'm not going to reveal any about any of these people's stuff but where you had a uh a person that uh his daughter filmed him losing it on a lady that had been trash talking this girl and she, and she posted it thinking that's okay and about costume his job and everything else because yeah. they only think of themselves Right. I mean, and that is some of the other things that we keep coming to as we're as we're looking at this. It's all a self serving situation, right? Right.
1: An instantaneous satisfaction based on self service.
0: Right. So I want to address some of this for and then I'm gonna leapfrog you forward, okay? Yeah. And you're gonna you've got some other things that we want to cover, but I'm gonna cover just one real quick thing. Absolutely. Second Timothy chapter three. And uh, all you guys out there that are listening, I hope you do take a minute to look this up because this Second Timothy is the absolute last letter that Paul writes. And it's a private letter. It wasn't to the world. It was written to Timothy. And he was in the Maritime prison and he wrote this and he handed it off before they took and uh, decapitated him. And one of the things that he says in this letter, he says, but know this. "...that in the last perilous days will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, hoity, lovers of pleasure, pleasure rather than lovers of God, and having a form of godlessness, but uh, denying its power. Uh, and from such a people, you need to turn away. And I tell you what, when we're watching YouTube and we're watching all of this stuff, I've seen all that. Absolutely. That was and, a
1: really good reading.
0: And, you. Uh, you know, that that's spot on for this show. And when we were talking, I was like, well, where do I find this stuff? Where are we at right now scripturally? Because mm-hmm. we're supposed to be the watchers on the wall. Where are we at? And this is where the modern day warrior, Christian warrior, needs to be standing. You need to know your book well enough to understand where you're at because you need to know where you're at in the fight.
1: And admittingly, I'm lacking.
0: Well, but that's okay, Mike. <laughs> that's but why you're here, are, I suppose. That's why you come to church every week, oh, you know, and the, the, right. a big chunk of that is. When we all get together and we're doing these things, uh, the one thing that I definitely try to teach here is so we understand where we're at in the process because we're, you're not going to change things. things. The world is going to go the way of the world. The Bible tells us that. But one thing that we can do is go, how would I be a better person or how can I better protect my family? And that's really what I wanted to cover today with some of this.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, right. and that is the ultimate goal, right? I mean, I noticed, again, to bring my own kids into it, as I noticed that they, you know, they're subject to it. Um, they're subject to this kind of quick flash, almost, uh, you know, for a photosensitive person, and seizure-inducing media, right?
0: Without a doubt.
1: And um, you're finding that rather than you know, advertisers or things like that, trying to find their target audience, they're steering the audience towards their target instead. So that's gone kind of
0: the other way. And even parents and grandparents, and I'm guilty of this, is when the grandchild or the child is saying, I want my phone. Or, can I have your phone so I can look at or watch whatever? Rather than having them screaming, you give in. Yeah, And that that's a common thing nowadays too
1: right and it's it's absolutely i mean i've heard it referred to as being almost
0: drug like so when i would agree know, <laughs> with that cuz it's got to release some type of endorphins in us
1: yeah some dopamine or endorphins or something because the kids the kids will essentially spend an entire day if you let them oh yeah sitting on that and then when you take them off of whatever you know the machine they're on Then all of a sudden they're either angry or don't know how to react. They've had that time gap. All of a sudden there's a jump, you know, for, for them it's 10 o'clock in the morning. Still. I just got on my tablet. How could it possibly be supper time? Right. It's family time. I've only spent 10 minutes doing this. Right. You know, again, that dilation, right? So there's attention is dilating, but also the, the speed with which information is giving given to us is dilating. Right. So you combine those two, and it's like you got an entire time dilation across
0: the board. And, and you know, we can preach day and night and say, uh, and, and you've actually said this on this show before, you need to have a well balance. You had to have some physical time, some outside time, some family time, some screen time, as well as personal growth time uh, and spiritual time. I mean, you had a very good thing in which – which a person needs to do throughout the course of the week. Problem is, yeah, it's it's difficult. It's hard. I mean, right. you you cannot set yourself on the schedule. And the other thing is, is that even within the school system, they're they're constantly doing this as well. And that's that's also an indoctrination. Yeah, because uh, whatever they got the it, whatever AI says or whatever it's – The artificial idiot or the artificial intelligence, however you want to view it. Uh, However, that is, it has a deep impact at that voice level. I mean, you pay attention here. They control the voice level, it comes in at a specific hertz in order to speak to your brain. Right. The other thing is, it doesn't lie fully, it gives you a big chunk of truth. And then starts dropping on other things,
1: right? And you don't even—it's subversive.
0: It is, and it's a little bit at a time, a little bit at a time. Here's one thing that I've been paying attention to myself, and I—I I don't have to pull anybody in. I'll just pull in the old barbarian prophet here. Are you ready? I notice that if you don't have my attention within about three to five seconds, I swipe right on by you. <laughs> You've got to have something either in the picture or you got to have something in the tone that is going to hold on to me, and I know they track that because pretty soon you notice everyone is exactly the same. And I've experimented with it to find it. Yeah, and uh, it concerns me because I, you know, we talked about massive hypnosis. That's
1: what I was going to
0: say. Next. Let's yeah. let's jump on so to massive hypnosis.
1: Two, two two points that I kind of wanted to touch on is the elimination of the story. Right. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. The, let's the definitely cover of, of that story
1: structure, and then also story
0: structure is destroyed.
1: Implementation of the mass hypnosis type.
0: So let, think let set, let's right? start let's start with uh, let's start with the story because that leads into mass exactly. hypnosis. Yeah, okay? yeah.
1: So I, you know, there's certain elements that dictate what a story should be, mm-hmm. and it follows and models what a life should be. Correct. And it follows and models what. Any any type of conflict, any type of issue, you know, as you're living your life. Right. Exactly. And there, the Bible is a story.
0: Right. right. And it's a series of stories. Absolutely. And they're destroying your ability to read and conceive.
1: So, you know, I had to pull the key elements and so I have those in front of me, you know, but uh what the what the key elements of the story are, you know, is is basically the plot.
0: Mm-hmm. The plot is all oh, you got. If you don't have a good plot, you're not going to pay attention to and the story.
1: That's, you know, what, what is the main point?
0: Right. Because when you get stories, uh, you know, I never ever like guys like Stephen King because they tell too much of the story and don't let my imagination kick in. Uh, yep. But in the in the world today, he is very normal because people don't like to have big imaginations, they want told what it says. Okay. So we got the plot. Yep. I'm trying to keep you on track, and then you've got setting. Setting, okay. So that's your
1: situation, yeah. Your situation, what's, what's around you? Right, right, right. So that's where you're growing up. You know what what's going on in your life right now. You know, are you are you a school kid? Are you middle aged, working, doing whatever? You know, that's kind of the setting. Also, maybe somewhat of a plot, but these all work in tandem with each other right uh, uh, the, the third element are
0: characters or friends right well you got to do a character building moment in every story right because you can't just introduce they've tried that in movies where you suddenly just introduce somebody and nobody gets the movie doesn't make it because nobody gets it
1: right you don't grow you don't grow attached to anything I mean there's no interest in a certain story because I mean, you don't really care what happens to these characters right. because you don't care about these characters.
0: Yeah. And, you know. Uh, we'll use Mandalorian as an example.
1: Well, that's a good one, yeah.
0: Yeah, because of it, when that show first started, they just kind of threw you into the middle of a show, and then they figured out about episode three. They better start building, because nobody was connecting to the movie. Nobody was connecting because they're like, What's Baby Yoda? I mean, what's a Baby Yoda, right? <laughs> and then they're like, what's the deal with this one Mandalorian? I thought there was lots of Mandalorians. And where did they come from and what is this about? And so they actually took them three seasons to build the plot because they screwed up the first season so bad. Yeah, That's for real, man. Know that. Yeah. Yeah, they do a whole little thing on, oops. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah,
1: I mean, it's a necessary part. Right. of any otherwise you're gonna lose interest
0: right you got to right. know who the characters are you got to have the you got to have a plot right and yep. the second ones you got to have a, a a place a setting
1: a plot a place the people that are in it
0: and the people that are in it, it a, without that there's not a story you have your
1: point of view ah,
0: which is telling way. the story yeah so so there's two ways of telling a story especially in today. One of the ways of telling a story is you're called the fourth wall. Right. Where you're the outsider looking in. The other one is where you're in the story. So yeah, that's interesting that's stuff.
1: First man. person, second person, right. third person, third right. person omniscient. Right. And then uh then there's conflict. Ah. Oh. Right? so you got to throw conflict in there. There's something that's causing the characters, the point of view, the setting, all working into the plot that causes a problem.
0: Okay, Mike, I'm, I'm going to throw this one in there. As a pastor, all stories have to be that way because every story goes back to the first story. Right. It all goes back to the first story. And everything you just described is Genesis 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And, and all stories are based out of that because human nature is to pursue the Bible in all reality. It doesn't know that, and, and there are a lot of people to say that's not true. But uh, you show me a story. Even Star Wars, Dode, right. follows along the line of the Bible. Exactly. Light and dark, right? Good yeah, and evil. Yeah, absolutely. And that, even that's false the most religions. basic of all. <laughs> false religions still follow the Bible.
1: Mm-hmm. And – what we're finding now, at least when I look over my kids' shoulders and see what they're happening to watch, is, is that they're watching these almost like cl- a never-ending clip show,
0: right? Where it's just bits and pieces? Exactly. Interesting. So,
1: so you have the influencer that's doing something ridiculous. You don't have – you have the character. There is right. It's lacking plot. You might have a setting might have a point of view but usually all you have are these 10 to 15 second long vignettes of somebody doing something stupid it's like watching it's like watching america's uh, funniest videos for 24 hours right? right
0: and i'm 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 just sitting here just totally blown away by what you're saying is because i ask trent all the time why are you watching that garbage there is nothing these guys are awesome and they are they are st- so stupid i can't even hardly be in the same room with that much <laughs> stupidity flowing out of it. the tv
1: well and realistically there's no elements of a story involved in any of that so when we were growing up again this is this might come across as just being a couple of old people talking about how things were better when we were kids but this is an actual problem
0: no no i i'm going to say i'm going to go against that And I'm going to say this is that I think that what we're seeing in this day and age is that uh, is the deterioration of the human concept of uh, the brain actually being able to conceive proper and right information coming into it. That ain't an old person thing that is they're creating a a, a artificial dementia in a younger in a younger group of people where they cannot uh, tell the difference between truth and lie. And they cannot tell the difference between um, what has really happened or what has not really happened. Because now, with the ability to make any picture sing or say whatever you want it to, yeah. or you can, um, I could put a different face on you and make you Joe Biden today, and you do this, we don't even know what's real
1: oh yeah the deep fake
0: stuff yeah the deep fake stuff but but even beyond that mike we're we're totally living the matrix moment
1: and you know that automatically brings back the thought of like the war of the worlds radio broadcast you know somebody throws something
0: on the radio (laughs) with no commercials (laughs) and and everybody's like oh my god we're gonna be eaten and most of the people listening will not know what that means but you really should check it out it actually happened back in the 30s on the radio
1: and it was an isolated incident but now all you have to do is open up any of the news networks and it's like TikTok challenge or right. so-and-so. You know, there was a, a child who died from eating the hottest chip, right? How this,
0: ridiculous you, is that?
1: It's unfortunate. It is. as a parent, how do, you, how do you figure that out? I don't know. You know? How I mean, do you
0: deal with the lady that was on the airplane that said, that person ain't real, and then the next thing she's on there and it isn't even her that is saying... <laughs> i was just kidding i don't know maybe i didn't have enough water that day or whatever she says right yeah and i mean i dude like no joke i'm looking and i i'm smart enough to go that ain't the same person that was on that airplane well, she don't even look close likely to her
1: that could be a different episode for sure
0: oh oh yeah without a doubt without a doubt with lizard blinking eyes but go on but, go oh, on.
1: you know the again with the story i'll just i'll finish with this though you know there's a rising action. You know, stuff gets tense, people get into these situations, then they, uh, you know, it reaches a crescendo, right? And that's the pivot point in the story where it brings you up, they resolve the situation one way or another, and then it brings you back down into a resolution. And so the person goes through a situation with the characters, with friends, with whatever, and and solves the problem and then gets gently brought back to you know
0: right everyday and, life. And, and and some of the areas where that goes really amok is when we have uh inter movies that people had never ever seen an ending like it. Mm-hmm. Easy Rider nineteen sixty eight. <sighs> Ooh. Where the heroes of the show are murdered at the end of the show just gave it away. Doesn't matter. It's an old old movie that I've even shown on a big screen for people to see. And you know what was amazing? We put that on a big big screen down at the America Theater. Are you with me? When I and this a long time ago. This back like two thousand, like nineteen ninety nine or two thousand, and we played that. And there was a bunch of young people, young people that rode motorcycles with us that had never seen that movie. Hmm. And to watch their faces at the end of the movie when the two heroes are killed and they're like, wait a minute, that's not right. That's not how it works. That's not how it works because what you just described is how a movie is supposed to end. We soft landing. We, you know, even a horror picture has somebody winning. Right. Right. You know, and it, and it gets down to where everything's okay and we move on with things. But... Uh,
1: you know, that would instill in anyone who happens to be engaged in a story at least a rough framework that they can live with. Correct. Live by. Yeah. Knowing that, okay, well, I've got this adversarial type situation in right. school. I'm not doing very well. right? You know, I can draw off of this story where this person you know, I don't know, studies more.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, No, I get it.
1: Reaches out for help, finds help, starts to get better grades, and the next thing you know, they're doing okay. Right. Case closed. Yep. But the way it is now, the way that these, these, these younger individuals, this next generation's growing up, is everything on the beginning and the tail end of that sort of bell curve is cut. Right. So all they have is that constant climactic moment. Right. Where the person... Falls down a flight of stairs. Right. And then, bam, you're on to your next one. There's a car crash. Bam, you're on to your next one. And just constantly sending these signals to your brain of just constant stimulation, just click, 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 click,
0: click. So does that, uh, as far as you know, does that trip uh, dopamine? Does that trip some type of… Has to. Uh, uh, something from the pineal gland or something to that effect that, that it starts to like even change how we sleep at night and stuff to that effect? I would
1: imagine so.
0: Because part of that would be that it would turn on your brain to the point where your brain cannot process things with an ending. Exactly.
1: And that's why I was saying earlier how you know, a kid can get on a tablet or a whatever and start playing on that early in the morning on a Saturday, say 10 o'clock, right. and you can call them down for dinner, and for them it's been – Five minutes?
0: Right. What are you doing? Their whole day missed and they don't even know it.
1: And then the next thing they know, you've taken that stimulation away from them and they're mad. Oh, yeah. They're on the fight. And so, like we were talking about it being kind of like a drug. Right. You've taken that drug. Right. And it freaks them out.
0: Yeah, so let's head on to the next part of this. So we covered the story part and that they have wrecked the story deal, which I never gave that any thought until you mentioned it the other day, and that is definitely a fact. So this next part we want to tackle is? Uh, sort
1: of the group think mass hypnosis.
0: Mass hypnosis, so that's I'm, right.
1: I'm going to read something that I got off of. Uh, it's actually from a ChristOverall.com. Okay. I know that's internet, so.
0: No, that's all good. I But get it's it.
1: talking about, you know, the totalitarian uh, psychology, it's the psychology of totalitarianism. Right. Right. And so this quote is, the insidious psychological process of mass formation. And the author is DeSmet, and it states that DeSmet initially defines mass formation as a group, a kind of group hypnosis that destroys individuals' ethical self-awareness and robs them of their ability to think critically. Wow. And that's essentially the the seed or the core of this particular text. Right. And so that's, I guess, what I'm saying, you know, when we talk about the elimination of the story, the elimination of the coping mechanisms and and where we're at right now is, you know, As a society, we're being programmed just like we were when we were with TV programming.
0: Right. right. And that's in our generation.
1: Yeah. To have that instantaneous satisfaction and not be critical and not think about things, you know, right? Don't, don't, uh, step outside of, you know, what's socially acceptable and, and we'll let you know what that is. Right. And it's a, it's a dangerous, dangerous place to be where, you know, an individual, especially with the way that you know church and Christianity is being handled and in, in, in things along those lines, right?
0: Without a doubt. And you know, I literally just was um, listening to a guy speak here the other day that was saying, I don't want to throw out his name because he's actually a um, a very famous pastor. Um, anybody that wants to can track this down. But he was saying, you know, we have. We have got. We have brought in Christianity to the point of if we don't sell it right, it's never going to sell. When did Jesus quit being enough? <laughs> you follow what I mean? Yeah. We are at a point right now where if you don't have a dog and pony show, and even the dog and pony show, if you didn't include a bear and a lion, you ain't got enough. And you always got to get the next thing.
1: It's, it's reminiscent of anybody who goes into a, uh, rehabilitation program. There you go. Uh, for an, any addiction. Okay. Right. So yeah. eventually that individual reaches a point in their addiction where they know that they need to reach out. They know they need to get help. Correct. Right. So you're waiting for a spiritual bankruptcy event. Right. Essentially in somebody's life. Right. And then at that point they're ready to receive the message
0: right and and part of the problem is is we're in a society today that they've told you that is the absolute message you should not listen to because we right. have we have a tremendous amount of people that are uh uh their church experience dealt with people not god yeah. so when they get hurt by those people somebody says something rude says somebody says something mean uh, I give you the classic example. They come to your church and you didn't shake their hand fast enough. Oh, okay. Okay. And yeah, then they're like, no, that. nobody, nobody even spoke to me. Not even while sharing the piece. Well, that's not speaking to me. <laughs> and you're just leaving the building, not having coffee with anybody to, to visit with anybody. No, because I wasn't visited with, well, you know, there was this other thing going on called the service, right? And so excuse us for not stepping up and making sure that you were paid attention to. One of the things I find quite bizarre since coming to Christianity out of being a pagan is there was more reverence paid to the gods in paganism than there is in most Christian churches. And I know I just insulted a whole stack of people. Well. But they're there for self-serving.
1: Yeah, you—
0: personally and we we see this all over though mike right i mean i do yeah yeah yeah. the reason i keep stepping on this is because i i'm not here trying to insult anybody i'm saying let's take a strong look at what we do
1: well and that's the same thing as i was saying you know as far as going into anybody that's going through rehabilitation right right they have to there are no other
0: options yeah either that or die
1: right and so you know Personally, I've been, you know, I was a Lutheran since I was a kid. Right. Right. And so I was, I went through confirmation, did all that stuff when I was back living at home. Right. In North Dakota. And at that time, it fit a need that I had. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I was really getting it until fairly recently. Right. And that's where, you know, um, it always bothered me when people would say, you know, I don't like christians because you know if if they practiced what they preached
0: Mm, interesting
1: they would be why why are they why are they uh just holy on sundays right and it's like you need to realize that everybody that's in the church on a sunday at least theoretically is there because they know that they need to improve
0: right they know that there needs to be change in their life right and, uh, that is 99% of the reason people come to church. Mm-hmm. It, it is, um, you know, big for most people, but that's one of the things that I've really been pushing with, uh, men for men to get back involved in what they're supposed to be doing. I push on it hard here at this church. I do it kind of not like stand up and shout at the guys, but here's the reality as men, you are to be the spiritual leader of your house. Do not depend on the pastor for discipling your children. No. He is to desist you, he is to assist you, but he is not the sole person to be in charge of that. Sunday school is not in charge of that. The teachers are not in charge of that. And bear in mind, you're only at church for a maximum of two to three hours during a week, and that's if you're a really dedicated person. Right. Okay. Other than that, the school system has a hold of your kid for six hours a day, five days a week I with, mean, your,
1: with your back turned
0: with and they, and they tell them you don't have to tell mom and dad any of this. yeah exactly. And then we also go to the college now let's bounce over to the colleges. Um, I had talked to a Wyoming representative. And uh, he was saying that in the college system, as he has done an investigation because they were asking money for specific things, he found out that they have done so much research, they know exactly when to start talking to kids about their identities. I mean, as a person, period. You can go anywhere you want with that, but as their person, period. But they started figuring out about the time where kids will be pushed too far and commit suicide. They've figured out where people are pushed so far that they start to doubt mom and dad, where they start to doubt their faith, where they start to doubt all of those things. And they know exactly when to hit them with it. And by the way, it's right after Christmas (sighs) because they've had you and they've been pumping you with a bunch of information. You went home for the Christmas break you got exposed to going to church. For you mean the, winter break now, winter? Right? Oh, yeah, winter break. Excuse me, no longer Christmas break, winter break. Yes,
1: winter break.
0: They go home for winter break. They end up, not all of them, but big chunks of them, go to church for the first time in a long time, and all of a sudden they're standing in there after six months of programming or four or five months of programming, and they all of a sudden are looking around and going, do I believe this or not? And when they go back, they get told, no, you don't believe it. Right. I mean, that is where we are as a society right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd love to tell you, Mike, hey, don't worry. I have all the answers. We're going to close the show with every single answer you need to understand how to fight against this. And I ain't got it. Well,
1: I know what I do. I'm ready. And that's that, you know, this is the one thing as a as a person. You know, I I, I I fall victim to everybody else's schedule during the week. But the one thing I, I want to do, the one thing I need to do, and it's personal and it's selfish, but it's, you know, I can't be a good steward of of the Christian faith unless I spend time with the church. Absolutely. I, so I get it. I, I get what I you're saying. I insist that they go. Mm-hmm. And during that time, I, I insist, I ask them, you know, is there? Have you been given enough in the previous week that you feel that maybe you should spend a couple of hours
0: in appreciation? That's a good word. See, given. you're being a good steward as a dad in the discipleship. You're making oh, them at least give that a thought. It doesn't work no, all the time. No, but I mean that's no. There's a lot of times they'll talk their way right out of it or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, and you know, I make a point. So, you know, what are you going to do instead? I mean, what, what, how are you going to show appreciation for what you've been given? And I'm not talking about the things that are in our house, I'm talking about life, breathing, the blue sky. Yeah. You know, the green grass. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe right. you had a bad week, which is even more of a reason to go.
0: Right. You know, so, you know, Mike, I want to tap into something real personal with you. We've got about uh, 12 minutes, well, about 11 minutes left. But I want to. Uh, do you got anything else you want to cover? We have not covered the mass hypnosis thing.
1: Well, kind of. I mean, it's just that rapid fire, constant stimulation right. of, of an individual's uh, brain, and the ability for media to, you know, dictate what sort of rapid fire message you're getting, and so it's kind of almost that everyone has gone mentally to sleep, right? And just sort of allowing themselves to be steered either. They're through fatigue. Like I'm sick of it. You know, another judicial hearing about what who's in trouble now, you know, and, and realistically throughout all these judicial hearings and all this stuff that's going on there, there, there seems to be no repercussions whatsoever for anything anybody's doing. So you find yourself asking what's the point of any of it. Right so you breed an entire culture or a society that's lethargic and frankly, you know, sick of it. So they're just they 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 want to watch and do anything about anything that's not either spiritual, anything that's not difficult. They want to escape, and so you find yourself with a society, a society that constantly wants to avoid life, right? And that's that's the mass hypnosis.
0: So I want to throw one more thing out there. All of this stuff is not new. No, right? Know, yeah. None of this is new. I mean, uh, making sure you spread news the way you want to. I mean, okay, we're in. Let's talk about the church for a minute. Uh, the Catholic Church uh, during the Spanish Inquisition, etc. Would spread rumors and stuff that didn't matter if it was right or not, that they were coming into this town, they were taking these people out, and they literally started driving, like in Spain, drove the Jews out of Spain Mm -hmm. because they wouldn't leave. They tortured them to death. Okay. We've seen this with numerous different things, but I mean, even when we go back to uh, uh, the Nazis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I don't remember the guy's name, Joseph. Goobels? Yeah. Goobles, Goobles, I think. I think that's right. Goobles, Goobles. Yeah. Google. <laughs> Googles. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying awful bad well, coincidence there. I'm not I'm not I'm not just giving that. But Goobles, you know, he uh lived to be like hundred and five years old. Did
1: mm-hmm. you know that?
0: He lived to be an old old man. But that guy knew like what motion Adolf Hitler needed to make in order to incite the crowds and how deeply to embed things within a people that it would pay passed on for generation to generation to generation. And it would be automatic. And there was a pastor over in Germany here like three years ago or less, okay, that he said, hey, I'm going to do this little uh, thing with you. And he had like little statements that he would make and people would respond. And they were th- things from commercials, yeah. And they were responding, and he would he would shout the word, and they would shout the word back, and he would do it again and do it. And he said, Sieg, and they all went Heil. And he said, they still have you. Yeah. yeah. Okay? And we're talking about generations later. We're talking, not, you know, it's been a long time since 1936. We're almost at 100 years, right? Yeah. And they're still entrenched with what that man did to them. It's still there. Now, the whole thing is, is that as, as Christians, Mike, and this kind of where I wanted to uh, kind of finish up the show with, as Christians, if we do not start paying attention to what we're allowing to be fed into our kids, as well as starting to pay attention to what's being fed into ourselves, I mean, in the morning, how fast do you, Go to Facebook so you can check in with the world. I'm off Facebook. I know you are, and I need to get it's off more, Facebook. And, and you know I'm on, I, I I part of Facebook is I do because I do this show. And I always use that as my excuse.
1: Well I think it's it's a little different. It's just it's circumstantial, you know, um it's habitual.
0: It is but it's a habit. And I can tell you right now it's a habit for me and I recognize that.
1: Mine's to check the news. You know, to skim four or five different news sources.
0: Right. And see what's going on in the world. Right. Which
1: isn't really the best way to start a day either.
0: No, my days a lot of times start with checking out motorcycle parts. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. But uh, did that go on sale yet? I really need that.
1: <laughs> you can get notified so yeah. you'll get a text
0: yeah. message when yeah. it does. Please, please send me an email. So, but you know, the key thing is really is that – if we spent as much time in our Bible as we do on Facebook, how much different would we view things? And I mean even if you said, "Hey, I'm going to split, I'm going to track with my phone cuz you can do this, how much time I'm on my phone during the course of the day." Oh man. You know, they did this at at the last job I was at. They they gave this a shot. And it was surprising that even people at work in general, they are, I mean, they're on the telephone five, five hours out of an eight hour working day. What would happen if we started backing off? Are you looking up to see how long you've been on your phone today?
1: No, I was checking to see if, uh, Facebook was, uh, was already taken.
0: Oh, instead of Facebook, Facebook, instead of Facebook and f- Facebook does exist. So. does exist. Uh, there goes my. There my goes idea. your billion-dollar idea. Well, and
1: you have a point. I mean, what if what if you replace these? You know, it used to. What if you replace these influencers with positive messages and not just bizarre rants and bizarre acts? Right. You know? I mean, what would happen?
0: Well, I, I think we're
1: too far down that road.
0: I, I think that we have traveled so far down that road. One of the big dangerous things is now. Uh, we're teaching people that it's acceptable to uh, steal. Right. It, we have taught people that it's acceptable to disrespect the police. Yep. We have taught people – COVID taught us one thing is that and, – and this is one thing I hear from uh, young people all the time. Why are you a Christian, Bert? And I say, because I am called there by Christ. And they're like, Christians don't have any backbone. Look what they did during COVID. They allowed the government to control them. They're not in control of nothing. And I was like, I got nothing. You know what I mean? In the prison system, the pagans grew and the Christians shrunk. And that disappoints me deeply, but that's a truth. During COVID? During COVID. Because they did not have volunteers coming in to help them. Mm. Now, in the system in which I specifically work, that church held on. And the reason it held on, but it didn't hold on good. It held on, though. Because we've allowed them to become their own church. And the whole thing is, is that as we start taking a look at this, why are churches shrinking after COVID? Is because people go, well, I can just stay home and worship at home. I can just watch it on YouTube and it's fine. It is now, that's now acceptable. Right. Have your kids tried talking into that yet? No. Okay.
1: No, because they understand. I mean, I make sure. Mm-hmm. they understand you know the reasons why it's a it, you know you go for your own personal reasons right doesn't matter who else is there you could be the only person there there could only be three people right know. it doesn't matter
0: doesn't matter anytime well, i can i can tell you right now this is like not a joke i didn't comply last time i'm not complying this time and uh they they said that uh uh, I had somebody ask me the other day, well, if they hit us with another big COVID thing, I said, I don't care but I'm standing in the parking lot preaching. Church is happening every Sunday at 9 a.m., Prince of Peace. Don't like it? Come and get me. I don't care. We're not stopping. They should
1: have gotten done what they needed to get done the first time.
0: Yep. That, that, I'm just <laughs> not, buy- I'm not buying their story anymore, man.
1: Well, and you you know at least that critical thinking plot part, right? You right? Know, a group hypnosis that destroys an individual's Ethical self awareness and robs them of their ability to think critically. Right, that's the that's the mass mass formation, mass hypnosis. Thing. Absolutely, I mean, don't question it. Just you,
0: get on the bus. You know, and I want to make very clear that I don't condemn the churches that closed before because we didn't know what we were dealing with. Well,
1: and it's a personal choice. It I was. Mean, you have it to, was. You have to gauge what you thinks best, but you need to be open. I think it's just like any anything exactly. else.
0: We know. need to look at it. I mean zombie apocalypse. I don't want anybody coming up take communion and biting me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike. Hey, well, let's do another show. Let's do another one. Let's tackle one here for a little bit, and let's let's knock out some of these crazy things people are talking about, etc. And I think this was a really good subject. So I just I want to kick it out to everybody that if you got questions or comments go ahead and send us an email that is fine but on the other end of things is start to talk to your pastors about this and ask them why do we believe this way or how is this affecting and the other thing is talk to your kids
1: right take a good hard look and just you know send a message to Bert about what you might think a solution could be or what that looks like.
0: Right. You know, cause we can't figure it out on our own. No, no, we need to look at this as a collective of people and we're, this is a kingdom and prayer does help. But I'm going to tell you right now, uh, coming to church, uh, is right where we get together with a body of believers that are all pointed a direction. And I think heading in a direction like that is healthy and helpful. So, Mike, any last words? No, sir. All right. Well, until we see you next time, thanks for tuning in to The Barbarian Prophet. For questions or comments, please email us at info at thebarbarianprophet.com. The Barbarian Prophet is a registered trademark of Barbarian Media Group. Listening to this podcast may cause excitability, euphoria, and overall sense of happiness in the realization that you're not alone. Discontinue use if reddened skin or rash develops. Side effects may include random hugging, crying out loud, smiling while alone, and happy crying combined with snot bubble development. Do not use during church service. No animals were harmed in the making of this podcast. Are you actually still listening? Seriously, we have nothing more to say except for that one thing that was really, really, really important. But let's wait until the next show for that. Hey, I just want to say thank you to all the people that continue to dial in and listen every week and all the new listeners that we have been picking up of recent days. Thank you for traveling along in your routes and just, you know, Douglas, I'm talking specifically to you, brother. Thanks for contacting me and telling me that you spent 19 hours listening to the Barbarian Prophet. And I just want to tell your wife, we're sorry. We're sorry right now. So God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Remember, Jesus loves you, and I love you, and there's absolutely nothing you can do to stop us.